106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to riot. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. Get up, go to your windows, open them, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. How many stations does this go out? You've got to get mad. I know it goes to Louisville and Atlanta. We're not going to take this anymore. Then we'll figure out what to do about the depression and the inflation and the oil crisis. But first, get up out of your chairs, open the window, stick your head out and yell, and say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Who are you talking to, Herb? CGG Atlanta. Are they yelling in Atlanta, Herb? Are they yelling in Atlanta, Ted? But first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. They're yelling in Baton Rouge. Get up, get up, get up out of your Son of a bitch! We struck the mother load. Stick your head out of the window, open it, and stick your head out and keep yelling and yell, I'm as mad as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. Just get up from your chairs right now. Go to Where the window. Where are you going? Everybody I want to see if anybody's yelling. Window, open it and stick your head out and yell and keep yelling. I'm Good evening, this is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. It is uh, 
This broadcast is number 90, and it's going to play out starting on December 19th of 2020. Thank you for listening today. And uh, I just want to give you a few ways, if you're new to this, that you can contact me or get more information. So there's a couple ways that people find us. One is through your podcast source. And that would be No Hostages Radio. That's our handle. And then if you want to go to our website, it's nohostagesradio.com. And there are some additional resources there, some uh, probably 180 articles plus 80, counting this one, 90 broadcasts. Uh, And so you can go there if you want to listen to something that happened before or you want to read an article that you heard about. And uh, you can't find it in the newspaper. Uh, normally, they're in the newspaper at the uh, territorialdispatch.com. So, uh, my phone is beeping here. Sorry. Uh, so, the other ways that you can reach out to me uh, if you want to communicate with me is is through email, which is no hostage, alou at no hostages radio. You spell my name, L-O-U, at no hostages radio.com. Or... Uh, you can dial me up at 530-713-1838. Just hold tight here. I'm just uh, putting this thing on. Don't act up. Uh, so you can reach me out, reach out to me uh, if you have some information for me that you think I ought to know about and talk about on the radio. Fine. Uh, I'm always into getting help from people. It's, I'm just it's just me over here. And uh, so if you want to reach out to me, that's fine. If you want to just uh, send me a text or whatever you need to do is good for me, uh, bad or good, complaint or not. So it is uh, getting close to Christmas, so I want to wish you all uh, a blessed Merry Christmas. My encouragement to you is celebrate like you never celebrated before. Uh, ignore all the mandates. Just like all of us celebrate in different ways, if you want to wear special protective equipment, that's your life. But if you want to do like we used to do and just trust God and an immune system and we didn't hide out from germs, uh, you just go get it on. Uh, the man- all the mandates in the state of California are completely illegal. And they are uh, bluffing you when they come to your door to jack you up. That's that's a bluff. And <clears throat> they're serious. They got they're doing their job, but they're you know, this is this, it's so amazing to me <clears throat> as I've been reflecting and looking at video clips on Nazi Germany, and it is so similar. the The workers for the state of California are just like these Nazi troopers. And they just simply carried out orders. Uh, And they didn't, uh, I'm sure not all of them did. Maybe some of them defected, went AWOL. But the ones that were held at Nuremberg trials uh, were ones that just simply said, well, we were just carrying out orders. We were just doing what we were told. And that's exactly what's going on. Lives are being ruined by, uh, and maybe you don't know that because your life hasn't been ruined. And so it's not affecting you personally. Maybe you don't have a business that's been taken from you. But this isn't just a happenstance. 
as a brainstorm once they thought they had a deadly contagious disease. This has been thought through for decades and is now being carried out, executed, uh, and it's not intended to make sense. So some of my friends who aren't, they're smart people, some of my friends. And their problem was that they tried to figure this out logically. Like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would they shut down a barbershop when you can go to the casino and party, party, party and drink and smoke and be in, uh, you know, uh, sit at the machines or at the tables and go into the restaurants, but yet restaurants in town and, you know, there's... The comparisons are unlimited. I, I just went to do some takeout next door at the Chinese restaurant today and uh, because they cook better than I do, and I want to help them stay alive. And they are Chinese. You might think, oh, well, obviously, Lou, it's a Chinese restaurant. Well, these guys are actually immigrants from southern China. I've, like, talked to them. I've given them a Chinese Bible, right? They're not, they're not uh, followers of Jesus, but they're really nice people. And we've talked about their province. I've been in their areas, right? So I want to see them survive. And they are, because they have lived under communism, they are deathly afraid of the government. And there are businesses in this town, in, in the Yuba Sutter area, Yuba Sutter counties, if you're new to this show, we're in Northern California. There are businesses here that never shut down. And uh, I was trying to convince them just a few hours ago at the Dragon Inn. Please don't shut down. Don't you know? Open up for in, indoor dining because the business is slow without indoor dining, and people are looking to go eat out. You know, in in the restaurants, but they are so intimidated by the government. That's why our founding fathers hated government. They hated it because they lived under a tyrannical government in Europe. And they wanted nothing to do with it, but they needed they they knew they needed some a s small amount of government, and so they made the Constitution very restrictive on the powers of the federal government, and they let most of the powers be at the state level, where people in each state could sort out what kind of life they wanted to have per state, and the federal government wasn't going to fuss with that. So, unless you know certain powers. Well, I'll leave it at that. I don't, I, I don't want to get off, off into that. So my point is, I started to say, celebrate. Now, listen, <clears throat> if you're expecting the government to kind of sort all this stuff out, state or federal, and then tell you ollie ollie auction free, y'all go back to being what it used to be, that is never going to happen. I'll guarantee you it isn't. Whatever freedom you have 12 months from now, is going to be because you fought for it or you took it. If there's a piece of fruit on the tree and you want to eat it, it is not going to jump off the tree into your hand. You're going to have to go up and take that fruit off the tree and pull it off that branch. And if you have to climb up in there to get it, you got to climb up in there and get it. Some fruit's harder to get than others. Now listen, you and I... Whatever freedoms we're going to keep out of this Constitution, we're going to have to fight for. Gavin Newsom or the next governor or the next governor or the legislature, they're not going to go back and give those things to us. We have to go get them. It's up to you. 
So all of you that for generations have just coasted and taken it for granted, when the founding fathers said, you don't you dare take it for granted, but you have taken it for granted, and now it's lost. In fact, most Christians in this community, Yuba Sutter counties, walked away from church, I think relieved, just so they could have a, a change in their routine. And they thought that the Zoom, did you know that we're not going to do Zoom in heaven? So if you get really get used to Zoom, you're going to have to do some talking up there to, to see if you can convince some of the people running that, that uh, operation that you love Zoom or you like to see your TV preachers. That isn't normal Christianity, folks. So if you settled into that, you got a problem. You got a big problem. And m- what we have been selling for Christianity uh, is a religion that we've concocted over here that has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we have surrendered that. We have every institution in our society, we have surrendered. Our schools, if, if you're, th- if you're, I'm talking about, if you just want to dump your kids somewhere, and have them taken care of for a certain amount of hours. Maybe the school will open it back up. But your kids are being intellectually molested by the public school system. I'm not exaggerating. I don't have time to, if you can't figure it out, they hate America. They hate you. They think that parents are a pain in the rear and get in the way. They don't like America. They have removed all of the positive attributes of the founding of this country, including all the way back to Christopher Columbus. And they do not teach the Constitution. They teach uh, secularism, humanistic secularism. That's no different than they teach in uh, communist Vietnam, Laos, or China. There is no God. And they are threatened by people that believe in God. And that's why the public school campuses have essentially become a Jesus-free zone. And you say, well, you know, we don't have any problem over there. Yeah, try to bring up Jesus in the classroom. They say, what did you learn this weekend? Oh, I went to church. We went to a play and I I was Jesus in the play. That ain't going to go over very good over there. Your kids are being taught all kinds of perversion, like there's more than one gender. People can switch genders, and that's a good thing. People that are born one way uh, actually think they're somebody else. That's that's a problem, folks. It's okay to have an abortion. I mean, it's just I could do a run here. You know, the lies of the clim- the climate, the global warming, total lie. The concept of... Evolution, that these kids came from a monkey. Total lie. One of the blessings of COVID is that you have an opportunity right now to homeschool your kids and places like Church of Glad Tidings. And I'm not pitching Glad Tidings. I'm just telling you that parents out there got the same problems you got, you have. And they are they're organizing a, a operation called Arrow, A-R-R-O-W, like, like a bow and arrow, Arrow Education, that will help embellish your homeschool operation. 
They are not forming a private school. They're forming a sort of a uh, an organization and a place where you can bring your children and get some of the things maybe you couldn't offer them on your own, where they could do it in a group and have interaction, have some athletic activities, have some spiritual teaching, all that kind of stuff. So if you're interested in that, you can reach out to Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. That's 530-671-3160. And ask for Jessica. Probably Jessica would be the easiest one to get to. Jessica Unsaga. And she will tune you into what they're doing. So there's going to be a couple days a week out there where kids can come out there. She'll, they're going to explain it all. And they will. Uh, in other words, we're, what we're looking at, too, right now, California is crushing small business is intentional because small business in the middle class is the freest part of society. They're independent. They're free. They're, they're everything that our country was designed to cause to flourish is entrepreneurship, uh, freedom, uh, independence. And so some of these small operations became big operations like McDonald's and big corporations, right? There's nothing wrong with that, except now they have been taken over. They have become, they've married the state. Microsoft, Google, all they've married into the state. Their tentacles, both have tentacles into each other. And they're getting big amounts of money from the state. So the state has basically, it's just like Russia, China. They have state capitalism, they call it. And so the state owns the business, but they kind of run it like capitalism. And, and they're, they run off the small businesses. Even in Vietnam, when I started going to Vietnam, the small cart vendors, the coffee vendors, the breakfast vendors, the, all the vendors are being purged off the streets of Saigon. Uh, and so you ha- you're forced into a brick-and-mortar operation. It's communism, people. This has been intentional to destroy this business. Over 100,000 businesses are gone that were here nine months ago. And many, many of the leftover businesses are just barely hanging on, and they are getting jerked around left and right by this state, and I'm sure other states, but this state where I'm dwelling, I'm watching it. And the, our, rep, our elected representatives have been no help at all, zero. They think, oh, we're going to give you a check. They gave their friends a check, or board of supervisors here in Yuba, Sutter County. They gave some of their friends a check, while others didn't get anything. Gavin Newsom, the, a multimillionaire, got $3 million in payroll protection funds. The French Laundry, where he had a big dinner over there, it's a five-star restaurant in Yountville, California, over in the Napa Valley area. And they, uh, they had a, a dinner over there recently that I guess it was $350 a person. They had a $15,000 bar tab over there for about 20 people. They just got over $2 million, I think, or $1.2 million, and it was in the millions, payroll protection money to keep that restaurant going, right? And uh, they were dining indoors the night that Gavin Newsom was over there with his big party. After telling all us, we got to dine outdoors. So... This is, this is communism. The, the people in control live life like we used to live, free. 
Everybody else has to follow all these rules. Now, you have to decide with your family if you're going to throw down or not. I'm not telling you you should or you shouldn't. I'm, I'm just saying everybody's going to have to make that decision. Same way it was in the, found, in the founding of America. Not everybody revolted. Some were traitors. Some actually turned the revolutionaries in. And so uh, that's just part of life. Don't, don't let that blow your hair back. But the fact is, everybody has got to decide. Do we want to want the state to manage every bit of our lives? Like, no, you can't use a straw. No, you have to stay home today. This isn't a good day to go out, so everybody stay in today. No, you can't. Uh, you got to wear a mask everywhere you go. You got to take a vaccine. Uh, you know, you don't want to take the vaccine. Okay, well, then your kid can't go to school. Your kid can't actually go to any kind of interaction. The kid can't use a playground. You know, they'll be, it wasn't, they're not going to come and inject you in your house. What they're going to do is create a compliance problem. If you don't comply, then there's going to be places you can't participate in society, right? Ultimately, that will come down to buying and selling, being able to get groceries, da 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 da, because you're going to be in, they're going to portray us as infected people, people that are dangerous people, right? We're going to talk about more about this later. So um, we have a governor, and I'm going to, we got a couple minutes here before the first break. If you're new to this, we do six sec- sections. We're just finishing the first. So I want to do a pitch on Gavin Newsom recall. It's Gavin Re- Recall Gavin 2020. Uh, and so uh, I was talking to a lady on Facebook the other night. She stumbled across me. I guess she, I don't know how she knows who I am, or maybe she didn't. But anyway, I don't know how these things happen because I don't go looking on Facebook for stuff, but I do use it. And we were talking about recall Gavin. I said, have you signed the petition? She wanted to help. And she said, oh, yeah, I signed that petition. Listen, everybody's been wondering, are we going to make it? We're not going to make it unless you do something. If all you did was sign the petition, don't be slapping yourself on the back. Because there's a lot of people that are so passive, uh, they they will accept anything uh, turning over their life to the government. So listen, we need... 1.4 something something let's just call it 1.5 million good signatures that means registered voters who signed properly didn't scribble didn't screw up filled in the proper lines did it all perfect so we know there's voter fraud dominion did our voters vote here dominion will be involved probably in this this recall for governor so we we have they according to the people running recall gavin 2020 we have about 1.5 million signatures right now. You think, oh, yeah, we did it. No, we didn't do it. That's not enough. We need one because too many people are screw-ups. If we didn't have any screw-ups in the world, that would be enough. But people have signed a petition, and they aren't really registered to vote, or they signed with the wrong name. They got their name twisted around. They left the junior off, something, something. They have put the wrong address down. So we need to get another – a couple hundred more thousand uh, signatures. We don't need you to sign again. We need you to go get other people. So listen, when you meet for your relatives for Christmas or you go visiting for Christmas or you do something, do any activities, please take a petition, download it, print it off at Recall Gavin 2020. If you don't know how to do that, you don't have a uh, printer, you something, something, uh, 
I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come right back and explain the rest of this, how to do this. Please go out and get five or ten signatures for us. We'll be right back. My grandpa on my mom's side was in the Navy and he was on the USS Houston in the Battle of Sunda Strait and that ship got sunk by a torpedo and he was a prisoner of war for three years from the ages of 18 to 21. For three years straight when he was 18, he had bamboo shoved down his fingernails, he was tortured, and he was fed rice with maggots in it. Clearly, he's one of my biggest heroes. He ended up being saved and he had five kids and one of those is my mother. My grandpa on my dad's side was a World War II veteran and he went through a bunch of atomic bomb testing on ships. There's a video on my channel that talks a little more in depth about it, but basically what they told all these sailors was that once these bombs go off, the radiation is gonna make you sterile, so good luck having kids. Well, my grandpa must have had balls of steel because he ended up having five kids, and one of those was my dad. My mom and dad are both entrepreneurs. Both started from nothing, worked their asses off to start small businesses. And they have strong American values behind them because of the values my grandparents taught them. I have one brother who was born an average Joe, but he had and still had has the work ethic of a pack of wolves pulling a sled in a snowstorm. He's accomplished everything that he has ever set his mind to. And he did it because he listened to the American values that my parents taught us. Then we come to me. I say I'm from Texas because I've lived here for so long and punching cows and hard knocks turned me into the man I am today. But I was born and raised in the high desert of California. From a very young age, I was a rebel. I didn't care about all the values my parents were trying to teach my brother and I. I just wanted to do my own thing. Unlike my brother, I was born with all of the talent in the world. I was one of the most talented baseball players in the state my junior year in high school. I was being looked at by D1 colleges and professional baseball teams, but I had no work ethic. So I ended up just throwing it all away. All I was worried about was partying and hanging out with girls. I hated California so much that I moved out as quickly as I could. The only way out was joining the military or starting to rodeo because that's what I love to do. So I went to Texas with 240 bucks in my pocket, my truck, and a prayer. I rodeoed in Texas, won a few buckles here and there, but I still had no work ethic. I was still worried about partying and hanging out with girls. It wasn't until three years ago that I became a man. Now this is such a personal story to me that I haven't even shared this with my family, but I want y'all to know who I am to my core and how I became the man I am today. Every year my family goes to Houston, to the USS Houston's memorial site to honor my grandpa. They have a ceremony there. I don't know what happened, but three years ago when I went, during the ceremony where they honor all of the fallen soldiers on the USS Houston, being surrounded by military personnel of all branches, sitting next to my family and my grandma, who's still alive today and still misses my grandpa more than anything in this life. I I finally realized how sick 
and twisted all of the crap my grandpa went through for those three years when he was tortured. It finally hit me. So in the middle of the ceremony, I walked up, I ran across the street, I leaned up against a tree, and I bawled my eyes out. My whole life up until that point flashed in front of my eyes. And I thought, my grandpa, who was tortured for three years, who fought for his life every single day for three years when he was 18 years old, has a grandson who has been lazy, who's been a rebel, who's been entitled, and has been ungrateful his whole life. I realized that me living that way was the greatest disrespect I could have shown my grandpa after all of the stuff he went through just to be able to have a half decent life and to grow a family. Since then, I have devoted my life to being the opposite of the person that I was growing up. I make sure every day counts. Things that I focus on every day are self-improvement, honoring those who have died and fought for us, and working my ass off in everything that I do. America is at a crossroads right now. We do not know what is going to happen over the next couple of weeks, over the next months, over the next couple of years. And the way it's looking right now, the left and the right are going to continue to butt heads. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what clothes you wear. It doesn't matter what music you listen to. If you are a true American and you have true American principles, we want you with us. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. The government. The government can. The government can. And who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let you run a business and collect up all the fees. The government. The government. Oh, the government can. The government can. And the government can. And who can give a bailout? Bail Tell us to behave. Tell us to behave. And make the founding fathers roll over in the grave. The government. So go out and get five or ten more signatures, please. You can download the petition. Now listen, 
uh, I was just told that at the bottom where it puts the date that you're turning it in, they want you to put 2021 on it because by the time all these petitions get actually into the secretary of state and they may say they're bad petitions because they say 2020 on them because we're now bridged over into a new year. We have till the middle of March to turn all these signatures in. So recall Gavin 2020. Now, if you don't have a printer, you can go on that site and it should give you your county's Facebook site and go on that Facebook site for your county and find out where the signature spots are, and you can go sign there or go pick up blank petitions there. Now, if you're in Yuba Sutter counties, you can do what, just what I told you. But a short way, an easy way to do it if you're just around Yuba Sutter counties is go to uh, Elite Universal Security at 5548 Feather River Boulevard. It's just south of Marysville. You take the Feather River Boulevard exit and just follow it out to 5548 Feather River Boulevard. They're open every single day of the week because they're a security firm. You can go in there and pick up petitions, sign a petition, even register to vote in there. So, okay. So please, please do it. Some people say, oh, well, you know, some people are so stinking negative. It's like, thank God you weren't there at the start of this country because you you would have probably voted against, you'd probably wanted to stay with Britain. Oh, well, what, what good does it do? Because if we get rid of Newsom, then we'll just get rid of, you know, it, did you, if you like Trump, did you ever expect getting Trump? You probably didn't. There was a prophecy out there, but maybe you don't believe in that either. There was a prophecy out there two years before the election of 2016, uh, that prophesied Donald Trump by name would be the president. But other than that, nobody ever predicted that. And so you never know what's going to happen. What we need to do is deal with the funky situation right in our face. You got it? So uh, all I can do is, is suggest to get on board the bus to purge uh, these uh, people that are, that are evil people. They're corrupt people. They are just not, oh, they got a different perspective than us. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's far, far worse than that. Far worse than that. Now, in this current election, there was a number of seats that we lost, and I say we being conservatives, lost in the 2018 election, which so House of Representatives are elected every two years. So we lost those and won them back this year. But I believe that the that the Dominion voting machines corrupted the, the election in this state as well. And I think that the election of Tamika Hamilton, for instance, she was running against John Garamendi, and the same type of thing happened to her that happened to President Trump. She had a huge lead, and then all of a sudden it just flipped. But not being Trump and not having the firepower that Trump has, Tamika really didn't pursue uh, filing filing an action. And now they're supposedly saying uh, it's too late. You know, I didn't think it was ever too late when people fraud, committed fraud, committed a crime. 
that, oh, the election's settled no matter whether it was stolen or not. It's beyond the statute of limitations. And we're only like a little over a month away from the election. And they stole the election. It's interesting, Terry Hansen, uh, who is the clerk recorder of Yuba County, when I asked her right after the election, and the and information was dribbling out about Dominion, she she sent me a news release from Dominion. I asked her, what do you think about Dominion, or do we use Dominion? And she, did, she just sent me a news release for Dominion that said they were the best things in sliced bread. And it is clear now, whether or not the government officials or elected representatives buy into this, it's, it's totally clear that the Chinese bought into this election and, and, were, and they're a partners in the Dominion voting system, which is a violation of our, of our government rules of election. So I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. I'm just saying that uh, it's big-time problems. Now, Gavin Newsom... There's hardly anything that if you're a conservative person or, or a God follower, there's hardly anything you can find about this guy that you can feel good about. So today I was getting ready for the show. And in Breitbart news, it says Gavin Newsom's California convicted illegal child murderer freed and freed. They let him go because of sanctuary cities. So this guy, Carlos Morales Ramirez, a 44-year-old illegal alien from El Salvador, was convicted in January 1998 of second-degree murder, assault on a child causing death, and great bodily injury to a child causing death in L.A. County. In other words, he's illegal in this country, and he killed a young person. I don't know the, the age or anything more about it. In August 2013, ICE issued a detainer for him requesting his transfer to the cu their custody. Instead, the CDC, California Department of Corrections, released him on December 4, just the other day. Because Newsom has said they get to be released. Criminals, even though they're illegal in this country. They, so he did some time, and they released him onto our streets. Now, if that was me... I'm a citizen, so yeah, I, I belong here, even though I would be a bad dude, right? If I did that, they would release me, and I'd have to live with that. But this guy, he belongs, I assume, in Mexico or Honduras, or I think it's one of the Central American countries. It's in here somewhere. So anyway, they release him, but thank God for ICE. I, I've met a lot of ICE people working in the Yuba County Jail, a lot of them that are transporting ICE uh detainees are in there not doing time for a crime but they've done their time and now they're fighting to stay in the united states i've met a lot of fine uh, ice people homeland security people working inside the yuba county jail now thankfully these investigators for ice caught this guy down in la and they arrested him they didn't arrest him for a crime a murder they arrested him because he's illegal in this country it's the same way i was just uh, texting back and forth with vietnam an hour ago and they wanted to know what's going on over here, right? They're watching the news. And uh, and I'm trying to figure out how to get to Vietnam because I want to do some work over there. And we were discussing that. But if I go into Vietnam and I, I could sneak into Vietnam, just like if I'm in Mexico, I know how to get into America, right? It's not hard. 
and there's ways to get into Vietnam. But if they catch you without papers, you're in big trouble over there. It's not like here where they have Gavin Newsom's running around letting people out on the street. They don't do that there, nor do they do that in China. In fact, while you're incarcerated in China, they may need your kidney because they got somebody that offered $85,000 for one, and they may just pop your kidney and, and write home and say, sorry, Lou passed. He got COVID, right? So ICE officials, this, this should get your attention. This is what, what my neighbors, I tried to get to sign up to vote. They said, oh, it doesn't make any difference. Let me tell you about difference. ICE officials have previously said that Los Angeles, just Los Angeles, frees up to 100 criminal illegal aliens, not in a year, not in a month, not in a week, every single day. People that have committed crimes against American citizens or against other illegals and are put in jail, and we have them in the jail cell, and they do their time, then under Gavin Newsom, we let them out as free people because he doesn't believe in citizenship anymore. Can you see this, people? These Obama and all these people do not believe in what we believe in citizenship, nationality, citizenship. And so they believe that they have just as much right of being in California or Georgia or Texas or wherever as you and I do, who were born here or you came here and you became a citizen once you were here, right? So a hundred a day. Likewise, uh, data says, research says, they keep statistics, that in eight in ten illegal aliens of Ill, illegal aliens released by sanctuary jurisdictions like L.A., eight of ten Go on to commit additional crimes. I'm telling you, people. You know what I think? I, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be following Jesus, right? In my mind, I am having a tough time keeping a hold of my mind. Because I'm thinking, I just hope. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's just the wrong thing to think. I get so angry reading about kids, teenagers, raped, killed, run over by drunk, illegal aliens, killed. And I just think, how come Gavin Newsom's kid doesn't get run over or raped? How about some of uh, these other, uh, admit, or, you know, these uh, senators and assemblymen down there in Sacramento? How come nothing ever happens to their kid? And yet all these people are getting damaged. I'm talking about kids that are molested, that we're going to be dealing with the, the pain and the mental anguish of being molested or assaulted or raped. I mean, we have MS-13 gang members being released from our, our jails and going out. And they MS-13 people just don't knock you over the head and kill you. They'll stab you 60 times. They'll, slit you, they'll cut your head all the way off. They'll, they maim people because they want to put the fear, the fear of not God, but MS-13 that this is what MS-13 does, so you, you need to do whatever they tell you. These are the people we're releasing uh, into our— Now, Newsom pardoned three foreign nationals convicted of felonies, including arson, robbery, hit-and-run, and theft, so they could avoid deportation back to the— In other words, they were going to be, be deported to Iran, Cambodia, or Salvador, so he just pardoned them. 
In other words, as if as if the crime never committed. And and I to tell the whole story, some of these people shaped up, right? And they lived a pretty good life. But just because people change their life around doesn't mean you give them citizenship or the benefits of citizenship by leaving them in this country without going through all the jumping through all the hoops that every millions and millions of other people did. I mean, I have a lot of East Indian friends from this area, Punjabi, that that it was a big old it was hard coming here to jump through all the hoops, fill out all the paperwork, go through the classes. Go through the steps, pay all the money, da da da, fill out all the paperwork, go through the interviews, but they did it. And uh, so now we have all these people that uh, that have killed people. There aren't just, you know, how you read, you hear people that, oh well, I can't remember their the gal's name that was killed on the wharf down there by that guy uh, along along the the uh, boardwalk or something in San Francisco. But there's a lady here in town that I wrote an article about it. Her her grandson that she'd been a long lifelong resident around here many, many years. And her grandson was in a walking out of a restaurant in San Francisco celebrating the fact that he got from junior college. He was going to go to UC Berkeley. And when he came out, a couple drunk guys came down the street and, and got in and I don't know what happened, but they ended up stabbing this guy to death. And, uh, so, you know, one guy got off and one guy went to prison. But the point is, if they weren't here, they wouldn't be stabbing us, right? And a, a high percentage of people, if people come here legally, they usually are pretty good people because they've been checked out, right? But if people come across the border illegally, a high percentage of them people are up to no good. They're lawless. I've met people in Yuba County Jail, literally, that have four and five DUIs. And finally, they did some damage. Not only had DUI did some damage, finally they just said, the court just said, hey, this person doesn't even belong here. So there's a lot of reasons to get rid of Gavin Newsom besides him breaking the backs of small businesses, which just drives me right up the wall. So this one person posted on, on social media regarding the vaccines. By the way, I hope I have time to get to the vaccines I've been talking to doctors, man. It's a, it's this, these vaccines are junk and says, the guy says, sure, I'll take that vaccine. Just mail it to me. My health and safety are too important to show up in person to get a shot. Are you kidding me? Like expose myself just like mail in voting, you know, safe, secure, honest. So just mail it to me and I'll give myself the shot and send the paperwork back saying I'm vaccinated. You trust me, right? I want to talk a little bit about Michael Flynn. It's Mark Alexander. Uh, with the, he does the Patriot, I think called Patriot Post or something like that. I'll tell you in a minute. He says, on behalf of tens of millions of fellow American patriots, thank you, General Flynn, for remaining true to your oath to support and defend our Constitution, especially against those domestic enemies of liberty who have relentlessly attacked you and your family. General Flynn, I think, lost... He may have gone bankrupt. I think he lost his house. They framed him. Our FBI. Oh, by the way, I I was gifted a. I've been wanting to watch that uh, Richard Jewell movie by Clint Eastwood, which was about the Atlanta Olympics, the the Olympics the um, in, that were conducted in Atlanta, Georgia. 
and where they had the bomb go off. I'd actually forgotten that the bomb went off, but Richard Jewell was a security officer, security guard that found this backpack and, uh, and everybody kind of scoffed at him. You know, he's like a security guard. He's not a for real cop. And uh, so anyway, there was a story about it because the FBI had first said he first was portrayed as a hero. Then right away, he was portrayed as the suspect. And then they they were ready to bring charges against him and did a whole investigation. Uh, so anyway, I, I've been wanting to see that. I went over to the local theater. I never can get into the local theater. Now the theater's gone pretty much. And so a friend gifted me a copy of that and uh, I watched it the other night and I thought I was fascinating fascinated because the Richard Jewell movie which the name of the guard if you don't remember back then or you're younger uh, he's now dead he he developed a heart condition and died in his late 40s but when this happened uh, so I, I I watched the movie it's not a really spectacular movie there's some interesting people in it some good actors but the thrust of the movie is exposing the corruption of the fbi and i thought come on clint eastwood it's like you know for years i had such high regard in the fbi and the department of justice and even the central i thought oh central intelligence organization right i don't now I do not. And, and at first, when this thing went down with Trump in 2016, I thought, well, maybe there's some bad eggs at the top that are real political, right? Because I thought, hey, FBI agents, they just call it by the law. You know, they may be liberal, they may be conservative, but they, like cops, they just do the law, right? You, you break the law, they deal, they do the investigation, call it the way they see it, right? And And they don't judge you. Somebody's got to prove it in court, right? So there's layers of protection of your rights, but they totally scammed Richard Jewell. And and so when you think of what point did, what's the point of the movie of Richard Jewell, right? Just telling he said, she said, he said, she said, or what's the point? The point of it is the FBI is corrupt and framed this guy until it was so obvious by even the media that finally that wanted to ramrod him into jail as well, get a hot story. Who is the FBI's corrupt? I, I thought, and finally this Richard Jewell, who always wanted to be an official cop or even FBI had dreams of it. He finally in, in the story says to the FBI and it being interviewed by three FBI agents. And he has his attorney. He finally says, Without even answering one, he answered a bunch of questions. Then he finally said, you know, when I walked through that glass door and you had the big emblem of the FBI, he said, I used to really have high regard and respect and I always wanted to be you. And he says, I don't anymore. It was like, it was like the point of the whole movie. And I said, and I think this Michael Flynn, this guy was, did nothing wrong. This guy was totally trashed by these dirty communists that we're dealing with in this country. And I'm sick of them. I'm just sick of them. To my, I just, I just, uh, it just totally freaks me out. And and it, it reminded me on a small scale what happened to Dr. Cassidy when he the health head health official here in Yuba County and the criminal Mary Jane Griego went after him, 
and people at it, at the health department. And if, if he was like Flynn, he was clean. He was clean in every way. And he stood up for what he believed in, and he won, and so did Michael Flynn. I'm going to be right back. We finished our second segment. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Michael Flynn and his situation. Heaven is on the earth. I know you don't know what life is really worth. It's an art that needs a School District is forcing teachers to admit they are racist colonizers. Yep, this scoop, according to investigative journalist Christopher Rufo, who obtained documents from the school district that I am sure the school district never intended to be public. Under the guise of white privilege training, teachers are told, you are racist. You are upholding racist ideas, structures, and policies. Teachers are told to admit they are colonizers living on land stolen from the Native Americans, and due to their white fragility, they will experience guilt, anger, apathy, and closed-mindedness. Now, if this sounds like brainwashing, that's because it is. And of course, teachers are told the only way to fix their inherent racism is to admit they are racist simply because of the color of their skin, to acknowledge that they feel white fragility, and to turn their classrooms into training centers for radical leftist activists. Oh, and San Diego Unified School District claims these seminars are optional. Sure. Meanwhile, up in Chicago, the Chicago Teachers Union claims that reopening schools in the face of COVID-19 is racist. This was their tweet that they have since deleted, and I quote, The push to reopen schools is rooted in sexism, racism, and misogyny end quote. Sexism, racism, and misogyny? I don't think so. The push to reopen schools is based in science. Science shows that kids are more likely to die from the seasonal flu than from COVID-19. And science also shows that kids are not significant vectors of transmission of the COVID-19 virus. Therefore, teachers and school administrators are not put at risk from in-person teaching. The only reason public schools are still closed is because the teachers' unions want them closed. The teachers' unions are holding kids' education hostage until government officials give the teachers' unions more money and cave to their radical leftist political demands. And those demands have nothing to do with COVID-19 or the quality of your child's education. That's why the Chicago Teachers' Union tweets garbage like, if you want to send your child back to school, then you're a racist sexist. They don't have any other argument. So they made one up. They accuse anybody who disagrees with their radical leftist ideology of being a racist. And they're teaching your child to think like that. This is critically important. This is why I keep telling conservatives, don't just yell, open the schools in the face of the COVID-19 lockdowns. Who wants kids indoctrinated by radical leftist teachers unions? and public school districts who forced the anti-science lockdown in the first place and are now brainwashing teachers to pass on racist Marxist ideology to your children. No, 
Enough is enough. Demand public schools give power in the form of school choice back to parents. That's the only way to fix the problem infecting our public schools. If we don't, then we will lose another generation of children to radical leftist ideology. Your child will be told if he has white skin, he's automatically a racist. Your daughter will be told she's a victim because of her gender. And if she doesn't like her gender, well, she can change it. And your tax money funding public schools will be paying for this pipeline from schoolroom to social justice warrior with no end in sight. Come gather around people wherever you roam And admit that the waters around you have grown And accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone If your time to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are changing Some writers and critics who prophesize with your pen And keep your eyes wide, the chance won't come again And don't speak too soon for the wheel's still in spin And there's no telling who that it's naming Was the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changing From senators, congressmen, please heed the call Don't stand in the doorway, don't lock up the hall For he that gets hurt will be he who has stalled The battle outside raging Will soon shake your windows and rattle your walls for the time All right, so uh, let me just read some portions of this that was written, I believe, by Mark Alexander. Uh, He says... (laughs) <laughs> he says this is a quote of Michael General Michael Flynn one of the most decorated more than 30 years serving this country he says quote the deep state buried me six feet under come on this is this is a guy that has risked his life all, all of his adult life for us former White House National Security Advisor Lieutenant General I always say his rank wrong lieutenant general michael flynn has been under siege for four years i remember dr cassidy was under siege for about two years he was the easiest target but he was under siege small time but it was intense for his family nothing compared to the deep state co-conspirators in their effort to take down trump they took down flynn flynn served our nation with honor and dignity uh But it said it didn't stop the cabal who set him up in order that he wouldn't be an obstacle to what amounted to a coordinated subversive coup d'etat against the Trump administration. Beyond Flynn's indictment and the long overdue dismissal of the contrived case against him by leftist Judge Emmett Sullivan, it is the principal coup orchestrators, John Brennan, who is a communist, Muslim communist, that's just not an adjective. That's, he is that. 
and James Comey, who is a liar, a complete liar. The guy is, he's a psychopath, that dude. They all should go to jail or somebody should just shoot them. That's the easy way. Of course, Biden and Kamala Harris will form a gauntlet against any such indictments. There will be, if, if the Biden administration takes over, everyone that we have spent four years going after will walk free unless patriots take them out. In a recent interview, General Flynn's statements provide great insight into the depth of this patriot's faith, both in, in our creator and our people. Quote, the American people saved me, he said. They saved my family. If there's something I get emotional about, it's that. I mean, I don't know why prayer, faith. The American people have been buddy-breathing me for four years. Another way to describe it is the deep state buried me six feet underground and wanted me to die there. Somehow, somebody stuck a straw up through that, a straw that was allowed to be stuck up up to the air and I laid down there for four years breathing through a straw but that straw became wider and wider and wider over the years because the American people came to my family's aid that's an amazing story about people that had nothing and they were willing to give me everything they have a they have because they believed in something they believed in me they believed in my family they believed in something that was bigger than what it is we are about and thank god they did i've been buddy breathing for four years down under and the american people were giving me that oxygen to survive to get through all this the day after sullivan that's the corrupt judge begrudgingly dismissed the charges flynn penned a summary about the choices we face as a nation now i want you to, i'm going to read this because it's very powerful and it's where we are now. If you have to live your own life. Just listen to this. The battle, this is, this is in Flynn's words, the battle we are engaged in cannot be fought with only human weapons. It requires the intervention of God because in a war against the forces of evil, only the Lord can obtain the victory. And as American citizens, we must refuse to go to the funeral of our own independence. We the people are proud to proclaim that the United States of America is one nation under God. In this public confession of faith in God, we recognize his lordship over our country, and we proudly stand beneath the banner of Christ and our flag in which millions have sacrificed their very lives for. In Scripture, through the strength and commitment of Matthew, he said, whoever is not with me is, is against me. Jesus actually said that. In the book of Matthew, that's what he means. We do not want a world governed by tyrants whom no one has elected and who want to have power in order to destroy us. We understand that their, their plan is to eliminate dissent, subdue any criticism, and outlaw those who do not submit unconditionally to the dictatorship of the new world order. And if they do not succeed to the hammering persuasion of the mainstream media they do not hesitate to resort to deception betrayal perjury censorship let's not forget that by the crimes they have committed they have violated our laws they have betrayed our nation and their oath to save our country their oath to preserve protect and defend the constitution what prosperity for our our nation 
What peace for our people, what success for our endeavors can we hope for when those who govern us show that they are unworthy of the authority they hold, of the role that has been given them as our representatives? And what blessing can these United States expect to receive from God when those who govern us are his declared enemies? Our protest, our denunciation of electoral fraud is not only motivated by the fact that we are supporting Donald J. Trump as a candidate. It is above all a battle for justice and truth, which goes far beyond membership in a party or voting for a particular candidate. If today we do not obtain justice from our elected officials, if the United States of America does not know how to choose between defending the law and legitimizing a coup against its citizens, our nation will abdicate its duties toward Americans and its international role. Our betrayal will take place, and history will ask for an account of it from all of us and from our institutions and our leaders. Pray now that when the light shines in the coming days, it reveals the truth along with the new era of American patriotism. On behalf of... uh, and then that's the end of his statement. Um, Mark goes on to say, on behalf of tens of millions of your fellow American patriots, thank you, General Flynn, for remaining true to your oath to, su- to support and defend our Constitution, especially against those domestic enemies of liberty who have relentlessly attacked you and your family. Now, let me give you some perspective. This is a man who took his oath seriously. Now, we have supervisors, 10 supervisors in Yuba, County, that took that same exact oath who do not take it seriously. They have spent, they're prostitutes. They have, they have let money and their position get in the way, and a lawsuit maybe, get in their way of standing up against a tyrant. They are useless against a tyrant. The only thing they were good for is when everything, you know, there's a saying that anybody can captain a ship in a smooth harbor. That's what these supervisors are. We're now out in rough waters, and they can't manage the ship. They're paid off. They're just—they're like a broken woman that becomes a prostitute. And as long as you give her some food and some money, she'll do tricks for you unless somebody rescues her. The way we need to rescue our supervisors is intervene and take our freedom back and throw them out. If they will not do their job, we need to throw them out. You get it? If you cannot throw out your city council and your supervisors who do not perform their basic duties, don't ever think you're going to get control of the state of California. You have to win it village by village, town by town, city by city. Don't think that California, you're going to win California. You're going to win the, the western four or five states of the United States. You're going to get a federal government turned around. We have to win it territory by territory. If you're not up for it, if enough of you are not up for it, the party's over. Do you understand that? The party's over. This is a, if you've ever watched a uh, Twilight Zone, I'm moving on through here. I got to get going. If you've ever watched a Twilight Zone, they're from the 60s or 70s or something with Rod Sterling There's a uh, deal here. Somebody put this thing together about the vaccine. He said, imagine a vaccine so safe you have to be threatened to take it for a disease so deadly. You have to be tested to know you had it. 
Dr. Ben Tapper, who has been speaking to government officials over in a suburb of Omaha, Nebraska, said if this disease is so devastating, if this disease is so deadly, if this disease is so contagious, how come we have to test people that are totally healthy to find it? I want you to think about that. If you think this is such a deadly disease, why are so many people running around totally healthy that actually have a trace of it in their system, which means their immune system got a, a whiff of it and knocked it in the head? And they are not contagious. Peop, people are so, the average American is so screwed up and ignorant of just basic medical things or their immune system. Somebody ought to just get a book or search it on the internet about how, how this works. People that are totally healthy, but for some reason they have to take a test and it shows up positive. Do you know that most of those positives are actually negatives? I know, I know that's double speak. The guy that created the PCR test running that tube down your nose, that, that was designed to take DNA samples. It was never designed to be a diagnostic tool for an for a, a illness. You understand that? Did you ever hear that before? This thing is a total fraud from start to finish. And the only thing that holds it together is everybody's getting paid off. All the medical people are getting paid off. Most of the medical people, uh, except a few brave ones, are just hookers themselves. You know, the whole communist system holds it together by threat. And say, oh, well, we'll just we'll take your house from you. We'll take your food from you. You'll lose your job. So if you have a family, uh, if you're single, that's one thing. But if you have a family, if you've got things going on, you just you bend over. Right. You just take it. So if you're not a church person, you wouldn't know this guy named Charles Spurgeon. Famous preacher guy. It's so interesting when you look back at history and see how people handle difficult situations. He says, fear to, fear to die? Question mark. Fear to die? Thank God I do not. I don't. I don't, I don't fear to die. I don't have any. The cholera, they were dealing with cholera, a mass outbreak of cholera. Cholera in this country is very, very, very rare. They had mass outbreaks of cholera. He said, the cholera may come again next summer. Pray it may not, but if it does, it matters not to me. I will toil and visit the sick by night and by day until I drop. And if it takes me, sudden death is sudden glory. C.H. Spurgeon. Sometimes it's good to get some perspective. And did you know this, that the AMA... The American Medical Association, after all this, although isn't it so coincidental that right up all these months from January, February on up, hydroxychloroquine, they just mocked President Trump, mocked him, mocked, oh, Fauci, oh, it hasn't been proven, it's dangerous, it's been on the market for six, I used to take it going on missions trips to Africa and India and uh, for malaria, a prophylactic for malaria. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, you, you know, and doctors in other states were giving it left and right, right? 
Now, after all this, it's interesting. Don't hear anything about the Bidens until the election's over. Now it's coming out because they want to kick Joe out and have him arrested, the liberals do, and put Camel in there. And you don't hear anything. It's just negative, negative, negative about hydroxychloroquine. And now they, they have this whole thing, I'm not going to re- resolve, that our AMA rescinds its statement calling for physicians to stop pre- prescribing hydroxychloroquine. They're rescinding it until sufficient. Da, 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 da. In other words, they're saying, it's all right now. We made a boo-boo. Sorry. We, it, now it's clear to us it's actually really good, and we like it very much. It's a big old deal. Resolve this. Resolve this. That, that resolve that our AMA reassure the patients whose physicians are prescribing hydroxychloroquine and combination therapies for their early early stage COVID-19. In other words, God bless you guys. We love you, man. We love you. Give out that hydroxy. Like, we love you. Spread it around. Like, everybody, take a pill. What a bunch of jerks. This is what this is, is a, a medical dictatorship. They lied to us. They stood in front of everybody scared the hell. They mocked President Trump. He says, I think there's good hope for hydroxychloroquine, right? He was telling the truth. It doesn't matter what Trump says, how much truth he gives out. They mock him. Mock, mock, mock. This one person writes, Now, you understand, while there was never any action against, now you get it, why there was no action against, you know, Bill Barr. Bill Barr resigns, right? I I, I thought, when we got Bill Barr, I thought, Bill Barr, the AG, I thought, finally, this guy's going to do something. He was another deep state plant. He's a liar. He's, He's with Comey and McCabe and Strzok and Page and Rosenstein. He's a dirty dog. I will never. I, I remembered him when he served before. I'm telling you, I will never forget Bill Barr. That he is a traitor to the country. It says here. Now you understand why well, there was never any action against the Clintons and the Obamas. How they destroyed emails, evidence, phones, servers. How they spied and wiretapped. How they lied to FISA. Had conversations on the tarmac. Sent emails to cover their asses after key meetings. How Comey, Brennan, Clapper. Never were brought to any justice how the FBI and CIA lied, how the Steele dossier was passed along, how phones got factory reset, how leak after leak to an accomplice media went unchecked, why George Soros always in the shadows, why Romney and Paul and Bush and McCain were all involved, why they screamed Russia and pushed a sham impeachment, why no one ever goes to jail, why no one ever ever is charged. Why nothing ever happens. Do you ever wonder that? I, I go to bed at night thinking, why don't people get arrested? Why, why there was no wrongdoing in the FISA warrants? Why the Durham report was delayed? Why Hunter will walk scot-free? Why the FBI sat on the laptop? Why the Biden's connection to China was overlooked and was unleashed uh, as a perfect weapon, a virus that could be weaponized politically to bring down the greatest ever economy and usher in unverifiable mail-in voting. Why the media's 24-7 propaganda and lies. Why up up is down and down is up and right is wrong and right, wrong is right. Why social media silences the First Amendment and speaks over the President of the United States. This has been the plan of the deep state all along. Wake up, folks. 
They didn't expect Trump to win in 2016. He messed up all their plans, delayed it a little. They weren't about to let it happen again. COVID would weaponize, was weaponized. Governors helped shut down their states. The media helped shame and kill the economy. And the super lucky, unverifiable mail-in ballots were just a trick to make sure the career politician, allegedly with hands in Chinese payrolls, that couldn't finish a sentence or collect a crowd miraculously became the most popular vote recipient in the history of the country. You have just witnessed a coup, the overthrow of the United States free election system, the end of our constitutional republic, and the merge of capitalism into slide and the slide towards socialism. What will happen next? Expect the borders to open up, increase immigration. Expect agencies like the CBC and INS and Home Security to be muzzled and even deleted. Law enforcement will see continuing defunding. The Electoral College will be done. History erased. Two Supreme Court justices may be removed. The Supreme Court will be packed. Your Second Amendment will be attacked. If you have a manufacturing job or oil industry job, get ready for losing it. If you run a business, brace for impact. Maybe you'll be on the hook for slavery reparations or have your suburbs turned into Section 8 housing. Your taxes are going up. Your business will pay more. I could go on and on. There is no real recovery from this. The election from here on will be decided by New York City, Chicago, and California. The republic will be dead. Mob rule and appeasement will run rampant. The candidate who offers the most from the Treasury will get the most votes, but the votes won't really matter, just the ones received and counted. That precedent has certainly been set. Ben Franklin was walking out of the hall that day at the Constitutional Convention in 1787 when a lady shouted, Doctor, what have we got, a republic or a monarchy? Franklin said, A republic, honey, if you can keep it. Ladies and gentlemen, you will now lose your republic. You turn from God. You turn from family. You turn from the country. You embrace degeneracy culture. You celebrate and look to fools. You worship yourselves selfishly as you took for granted what men died to give you. You disregarded history and all it teaches. On your watch, America died. It's like you'll never see the same, be the same again. Some of you have no idea what you've done. Sadly, some of you did. All right, we'll be right back for the fourth segment. Joining us now is Congressman Devin Nunes, ranking member of the House Intel Committee. One just shakes his head at uh, statements such as that from Nancy Pelosi. But as we look deeper into what was happening in California with Congressman Swalwell, uh, it appears that he was right smack in the middle of a nest of spies. We went back and found a photograph from 2013. Uh, it was at the Chinese consulate in San Francisco where there are, apparently there's a lot of spying going on. And look there, in the middle is Fang Fang. To her right, to our left, is none other than Russell Lowe. This is the longtime Senator Dianne Feinstein's staffer 
who has been accused of relaying information to Chinese intelligence. And Swalwell was at this same meeting. Again, this was in 2013. And look at the top there. It relates to the story Jackie was telling us uh, about Chinese in, uh, infiltration of American colleges. It's the Chinese Student Association. They're the ones that, that tweeted this picture out. So it all comes together, doesn't it, Congressman? I think that's right. And it, it's the old adage that whatever the left accuses you of doing, they're actually doing. So right. they ran around uh, with talking about Russia, uh, P-tapes and Moscow prostitutes. Uh, and meanwhile, they knew the whole time that they have a China problem. And, and that's really the key here, David. I think people need to focus on and where the investigation really needs to go. How big is this spy ring in the San Francisco Bay Area and what influence do they have over what is, you know, arguably the leading progressive center of the universe. Seems like the Chinese are, are very well fanged in to the Ooh. San Francisco area. Nice, nice little pun there. Uh, now, Dan Hoffman, he is a, a, a former bureau chief for uh, the CIA, retired now. Uh, he mm -hmm. spoke earlier, it's, it, as, as much as San Francisco should be on, on our radar, it's happening all over the country at institutions, whether they're, uh, they're college institutions or political institutions. I think we have that tape. Can you play that, roll that tape from Dan Hoffman? It's extraordinarily diverse and ubiquitous. If you think about Chinese intelligence officers, they're operating in Washington, D.C. and at the consulates in San Francisco and New York and Chicago and Los Angeles. Uh, they use all sorts of collectors. Uh, and some very um, creative ways of stealing our secrets. They are, you know, ruthlessly focused on conducting espionage in this country. Again, Dan Hoffman was a bureau chief, a CIA bureau chief. He knows whereof he speaks. Uh, I think, I mean, it seems clear that Swalwell has been compromised. Does he deserve to be on the Intel Committee? Well, look, uh, that's going to be uh, ultimately up to Pelosi and the Democrats to decide uh, whether or not he's going to be on next year or not. Then, if that's the case... Uh, we Republicans will have to conduct a, an investigation. So, look, I think what Dan Hoffman is saying is, is, I'll take it one step further. There's no surprise that spying's going on in Washington and that spying's going on out of consulates, especially out of our adversaries. The question here is, is though, is, you know, why did this for four years, Trump get accused and, and any, any Republican, including the Republicans on the House Intelligence Committee, you know, being called Russian assets, but the media hasn't been held accountable. So I think this goes much deeper. It's not just about the pocket of the spy ring dealing with the Democrat progressives in San Francisco. It also is what power do they have over the media? Like, for example, another example that you didn't use, David, the NBA. The NBA, they, they, you know, they're all for, for, for doing good all over America. Right. But when it comes to talking about the devastation that the Chinese Communist Party does on, on individuals and the censorship and the mistreatment of their citizens, the NBA says nothing about it. So the right. hypocrisy is quite low. Well, in Hollywood, Hollywood allowing uh, Hollywood. Chinese censors yeah. to, to edit their material. I mean, it's just extraordinary. Meanwhile, of course, we're close to uh, the possibility of swearing in as president of the United States, a man whose entire family seems compromised by the Chinese, the more we learn about that. Isn't that distressing to you? Well, look, that's the other issue. And it also, this once again goes back to the media and the big tech companies, right? The Hunter Biden laptop was covered up by nearly all the media in this country. 95% of the media didn't talk about it. 
And, you know, then the links are not just that Hunter Biden had ties to Ukraine and Russia, but also to China. And I think China is probably the biggest problem. And I was listening to what Tom Fitton said, and I mentioned this the other day on Fox Business. I have zero confidence that the FBI and DOJ are going to do a damn thing about this. But I'll be shocked if they do, because and here's why they knew about Biden's problems and the Biden family's problems for many, many years, for many, many years. They knew about the Biden problems during the impeachment hoax of President Trump. So confidence level is very, very small. Well, President point. Trump it's is still over. the president, and, and he can appoint a special counsel to look into all this. And then, of course, it would be up to Biden whether he wants to fire a special counsel who's looking into his son and possibly him, which would, would look pretty awful. But do you think the president should do that? I do, and I've called for that. I think there's no path forward, and it's it's just because of what we know over the last five years. I mean, there, I don't have a Republican colleague that I work with, nor do I have any constituents that are conservative to Republican that trust the DOJ or FBI, and that's a big problem. here for our fourth segment and uh, I want to give some credit to some folks that help us stay on this uh, podcast uh, effort here in our 90th uh, episode and one of those guys I mentioned earlier Monty Hecker who has become a friend of mine over the last few years we worked on a political campaign together and then we started working on one campaign after another and I got to know him he started listening to the radio station and and uh so that's elite universal security out here in uh, the Marysville area. But he actually serves in the the, the uh, Northern California area all over. So if you're in another county, you might give him a call or you go on his website. I'll give you the numbers and the uh, connection here. 530-749-0280. They're looking for help. 530-749-0280. And uh, or you could go on the website. There's two websites. One is API hyphen academy, API hyphen academy dot com. And that tells about their schooling and uh, a lot of their classes they give. And then there's elite universal security dot com. And or you could dial them up again at five, three, zero, seven, four, nine, zero, two, eight, zero. And they will teach you uh, how to get into the guard business and maybe the first step if you want to get into law enforcement. Maybe you're too young to do law enforcement, but not too young to do uh, security business. So you can get a couple of years in a security business and then you can go. I think I think may have to be 21 to, to do uh, law enforcement. So uh, check that out, and, and if you need some help with security issues, 
these guys are really smart and they know how to solve problems, not just drive by your place, if that's your concept of it, but, but how to use technology, uh, cameras. Uh, they have super duper cameras now that you can be walking down the street and your phone can ding and you can look on it and see, a fo- see the video of someone that's right at your property, live, current, in time. And uh, so there's all kinds of technology now. It's fantastic, and they can teach you how to put a package together, keep your property safe, keep your keep your uh, your uh, building safe, etc. Okay. So give them a, give them a try. Also, uh, Dave Granite's Construction has been a friend for over oh, 40 years, and uh, he and his wife Leslie, and uh, he does the best honestly uh I, you just have to go i you know i can i can tell you but he's you think oh well you just say that because a friend of yours helping you on the program actually if you're serious about dropping 10 or 20 or thirty thousand dollars into your house and redoing the bathrooms or kitchen uh you'd be a wise person if you just look at his his uh facebook and and website some people got a flat spot on the brain they can't sort things out and uh you know, they end up with a toilet where the door slams into it. You know, one of those kind of construction operations. And uh, this is Green It's Construction. Green with E-T-Z on the end. Greenitsconstruction.com. You can go there or you can go to Dave Green It's Construction Facebook. Just go there and check it out. Um, he's one of the only guys in town that answers his own phone and actually shows up on time and answers your calls. If he's on the other line, he's the one that calls you right back. And actually, he's just very efficient. You know, he's different than the average. I've had construction guys talk to me and never come back to do the job. It, they say, yeah, I'm going to be back. And they never they never show up. I, it's just like, it's unbelievable. And finally, the plumbing doctor, and uh, they're in the Yuba Sutter area. They help me as well here. And so 530-671-9111, 530-671-9111. So I just want to give a shout out also to the uh, the guys and gals around the, the United States that used to be here uh, that listen to the podcast and, and uh, some send me information. And I, I just heard from, uh, I hear from Missouri all the time, people out in Missouri, Idaho, heard some from Rick in Idaho, sent me some information here recently. They used to live here in the Yuba County area, people leaving. I just saw, I heard today, there were, I don't know whether it's accurate or not, but it, it, I don't know why it wouldn't be accurate, but they were saying how, I don't know if it was over 800,000 or over 600,000 in the last 10 years have uh, left the state just for Texas, not just left the state, but left the state and gone to Texas specifically. And um, they were just talking about the exit of folks and you know i don't i don't really blame people i tell people i said hey uh you know because i a lot of people i run with do projects with are christian people so i always remind them you know it's not the place where you can open carry and have less uh restrictions more freedom i mean i'm into all those things i'm into fighting for those things but really what we want to focus on is what God wants to do, wants us to do, where he wants us to live. You know, God, you know, some people say, well, I, I, you know, I don't go to church or I do go to church or, yeah, I believe in God. But this God that we're following actually is interested in what street you live on, right? <laughs> it's it's specific, right? And and what you do with today, what you're doing today and tomorrow and the next day, right? And he may want you to live in Gavin's country, 
where, where he's trying to drive a bean up our nose all the time, right? Like when Daniel and some of the a bunch of Israelites had to live under uh, Nebuchadnezzar's rule in Babylon, and things weren't going so good. The food wasn't like they liked, and the religions weren't like they liked, right? And so it may be God's will for you to live right here. I'm not trying to convince you to stay or go. I, I'm just telling people, hey, get a grip. Like, just don't do religion. Find out what, what we need right now in America is people to get hold of God and find out what God wants them to do. If you've never asked that question, you're lost in space, partner. And so you need to figure out what God wants you to do. And the interesting things about what our forefathers had on us was they sought God and for what they were supposed to be doing <laughs> and and what kind of community they were supposed to have and what kind of rules they were supposed to have in the community, right? Oh, baby, we have a dumbed-down generation, and we need help, God. So I'm going to get down here. Uh, let's see, we're in our fourth, so we're in our second half of this thing. Uh, okay. All right, let me get down. I, I, you know, I always have, I'm just the type of person that puts together more than I need, but I, I just, uh, as, as we get towards the second half, I pick and choose what I really, the most important stuff that I want to talk about. And I want to talk about this. This is a little break for the, from the politics. So over the last number of years, we've been hearing about, the Trayvon Martins, remember when he, he got in a, a fight in a subdivision in Florida and uh, George Zimmerman got in a fight with him. Trayvon was high and uh, Trayvon end up, ended up getting shot, not by a cop, but by a, a guy that was just doing some guard duty at a uh, complex, like an apartment complex or condominium complex, right? You remember that? 2012 and it just meant big old stink, right? And you remember Obama sent some emissaries down there to attend the funeral, Trayvon. And he said, I think, I don't know whether it's a Trayvon. I can't remember now whether it's him or Michael Brown. I think it's Trayvon. He said, if I had a son, it'd be just like Trayvon. I thought, you know something, this guy hates, hates law and order. And uh, Trayvon was a criminal is what he was. And uh, then we had Michael Brown. And Michael Brown, that was over in Ferguson. You remember Michael Brown? Big Michael Brown. And he had just um, broken in or, or uh, did a robbery at a convenience store. And he was, Darren Wilson was responding to it, a cop, and saw Michael Brown walking right down the middle of the road. And you know how they, the media portrayed Trayvon Martin as a victim. They portrayed Michael Brown as a victim. And how Darren Wilson, this small Darren Wilson, beat, beat up this big old michael brown but actually it was just the opposite when we got the facts out you know all these things the media portrays as the cops are dirty and then when you find out later when the media won't cover it it was the cops actually were very restrained and got beat up so michael brown broke the eye socket out of darren wilson before he got shot by darren wilson he reached in and knocked him so hard in the face that it broke his frame around his eye I don't know what they call that, but you know what I'm saying. You can reach up and touch it. And then we had Crystal Magnum. You remember Crystal? Crystal was in 2006, there was a uh, 
frat party or something. And they uh, were going to have these a stripper or two pop out of a cake, one of those big cake things. And so Crystal was a dancer and a stripper, so they hired her. So after the gig, she reports that three guys, you remember their names? The lacrosse, Duke lacrosse team. Their names are David Evans, Colin Fennerty, Fennerty, and Reed Seligman. And they were tried in the media, found guilty. The coach was fired, put fired or forced to resign. They shut the entire program down at Duke. This gal turned out to be completely a liar. And uh, these guys that ruined their career at the college, they ended up suing the college. All the people sued the college and got paid off. But it was all about being woke, W-O-K-E, before we we knew the word woke. And in other words, if you were white and the victim was black, then the person was black, they were automatically a victim, no matter whether they were right or wrong. She did her dance, they paid her, and then she went off and, for some reason, turned them, turned them in as they raped her. Then, all the way back, one of the first ones that I started taking, uh, paying attention is Tawana Brawley. You remember Tawana Brawley? 1987, she was found in a dumpster, right? She was alive, but supposedly she was been raped and abused and all that kind of stuff. It turns out she originally, she said, well, there was four white guys that did this to me. And then she eventually accused the, uh, one of the deputy DAs. And uh, then she accused a cop that had recently ended his life. And uh, I'm trying to look. I can't find his name. I had his name down. Anyway, it was a total fraud. Her parents used to beat the tar out of Tawana Brawley. She had some issues, but their parents had drug issues, and they used to beat her up pretty bad. And so they eventually exonerated everybody, but of course, the parents just had to take the licking because their their son in his twenties had taken his own life. But she said, "Oh, that guy that took his life he he was one of the rapists." <laughs> Unbelievable. So the deputy district attorney lost his job, lost his marriage, but ended up suing Tawana Brawley and got paid off by her, or didn't get paid off by her, but won a suit against her and. The three black guys that took on the case to pursue it, and all of them had to pay on defamation suits. Now we have a gal named, I, you, this is the most current one, called the Brianna Taylor case. Uh, the, sto- the true story of the BLM hero. So she was portrayed as a gal who was just having a her typical night rest. And the cops were serving a warrant and went into the wrong house. Do you remember this story now? And they killed an innocent woman in the hallway. You just think, what kind of cops do we got anyway? Can't they figure out what house to go to? It happens once in a while. They end up in the wrong house, right? But the way we, it was just another, like, like these 
stormtroopers, cop stormtroopers coming in and killing her. So so the latest research, I'm going to give you some of the latest research to to give you the rest of the story. It says it seems that Breonna Taylor was knee deep in a criminal enterprise of her sometimes boyfriend. Remember the botched raid on Brianna's apartment in Louisville, Kentucky last March when police officers killed this innocent black woman as she slept peacefully in her bed. Remember that? That's how it's portrayed. Yes, apparently, without announcing themselves, the police smashed in the front door of the wrong apartment. Now, this is the story we were told by the media. Their warrant was for a man Brianna had dated eons ago, supposedly, and barely knew anyone and whom they already had in custody. They had, in other words, this guy was, wasn't even there. Assuming the police were home invaders, Brianna's boyfriend pulled out a gun. Again, police were at the wrong apartment. Whereupon the officers opened fire, killing Brianna and wounding one of their own in friendly fire. Now, that's the story we were told by the media. You probably won't believe this. It just, how could this be so different? It's unbelievable. Contrary to the repeated claim that the police had the wrong address and the wrong person and the, and the person was actually in custody, as Al Sharpton said, Al Sharpton is involved in all these cases. Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton, Mr. Viagra. <laughs> when they did a raid on Al Sharpton's place, Mr. Reverend, they found piles of Viagra in there. He's got himself a girlfriend up there. The police were not at the wrong house at all. It seems that Breonna Taylor was knee-deep in criminal enterprise of her sometimes boyfriend, Jamarcus Glover. Glover. Her boyfriend, Jamarcus. God bless you, Jamarcus. Who was running a massive drug operation selling crack cocaine and fentanyl to the citizens of Louisville. Well, God bless you, brother. Long live the, the black power people. The, the, the morning... After Brianna was killed, for example, Jamarcus told his baby mama on a police recorded phone call, this quote, this is, this is Jamarcus talking now. This is what you got to understand. Don't take it wrong. But Bree been handling all the money. She been handling my money. She been handling SHIT for me because it ain't just me. In other words, he's trying to keep himself, you know, he's sleeping with the lady that he wasn't supposed to be sleeping with. This is recorded. Then he detailed the amounts when an unidentified male got on the line and says, tell cuz Bree got down like 15 grand. She had the eight grand and I gave her the other day that I gave her the other day and she picked up another six grand. Da 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 da. And yet the media credulously repeated that Brianna barely knew Jamarcus, but she was handling like fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars for him. Barely knew Jamarcus based on the family's lawyer, Sam Aguiar, Aguiar, saying that they had broken up two years early and had only a passive friendship. The dude was banging her, and they had thousands of dollars in the house. In addition to handling SHIT for Jamarcus, Brianna had bailed Jamarcus out of jail driven with him to the trap house where the drugs were sold and allowed him to use their address, the site of the raid, for his mail, his phone bills, a bank account, and jail bookings. Now, this is the wrong address that the police supposedly went to. All of this took place in the year 2020. Remember this back in March. 
So in the first three months of 2020, this is the kind of action was at their house. Police GPS tracking showed that Jamarcus had been to Brianna's apartment six times. In other words, they GPS tracked the dude. They had his every move marked. He'd been to Brianna's apartment six times in January alone and had called her from jail dozens of times since they had allegedly broken up in January 3rd, 2020. I'm going to read a conversation. Jamarcus says, just be on standby so you can come get me. Love you. Brianna says, love you too. More, you know, these people are stupid. These phone calls are all recorded. More significantly, police had photos of Jamarcus picking up USPS packages at Brianna's apartment on January 16, 2020, then taking them directly to the trap house where the drugs are sold. The photos are available online. If only our media, media had, access, had access to the Internet. So we have to, you know, Al Gore, call Al Gore. He, he set up the Internet. After, of course, back in 2016, Brianna had rented a car for Jamarcus. Police showed up at her door because a dead body. Oh, my God. She rented a car and there was a dead body. Have you ever done that? I've rented some Enterprise cars, some, you know, Hertz cars. I have never found a dead body in the back of my rented car. In fact, I have cars. I've had cars for many years now, decades, and never, I've never gone out in the morning and found a car, a body in my car or a car in my body. So a dead body was found in the trunk. This murdered man turned out to be the brother of one of Jamarcus' co-conspirators. Current co-conspirators. Surely, that gave Brianna an inkling that Jamarcus was not walking on the. Marcus, are you like a criminal? On March 13, Louisville police planned to execute four. Four simultaneous no-knock warrants on houses associated with the drug operation. Now, listen to these addresses. They supposedly they went into the wrong address, right? Two four two four Elliott Avenue. That's where the drugs, crack, cocaine, fentanyl pills, and guns were found. Two four two four Elliott. But then there's two four two five Elliott and two four two six Elliott, the house next door used to hide guns and drugs. Three houses all in a row, all Jamarcus's. Drugs are paying off for that dude. And then there was a 3003 Springfield Drive, number four, Brianna's apartment. I'll be right back and I'll tell you the rest of the Brianna story that you've been, you never learned anything factual about from the propaganda from the Pravda Media, U.S. version. Be right back. silly leftists who refuse to put immigrant first lady who speaks six languages, Melania Trump, on a single magazine cover and degrade her business success while constantly pretending that her fashion is a clue that Donald Trump is holding her captive, are now trying to force me to call Joe Biden's wife, teacher Jill Biden, a doctor. And they tell me if I don't call her Dr. Jill Biden every time I refer to her, then I'm sexist. In fact, Jill Biden herself is jumping on this bandwagon, pretending she's the victim of some kind of misogyny. This is what she tweeted. Together, she says, we will build a world where the accomplishments of our daughters will be celebrated rather than diminished, end quote. Seriously, how privileged are you if you have to pretend you're the victim of sexism 
because somebody doesn't verbally remind you of your education degree every time they discuss you. Can we take a moment and talk about real sexism? Millions of unborn baby girls around the world are aborted every year because they are girls. Women in predominantly Muslim countries in the Middle East are deprived of their basic human rights, abused, sexually assaulted, raped, prohibited from voting, driving, disallowed from leaving their home without the permission of some man, stoned to death for adultery because they are women. Female genital mutilation is inflicted on thousands of little girls right here in the United States, and Democrats refuse to ban it. But yes, please tell me more about how you're the victim of sexism because I refer to you the same way I referred to Laura Bush and Michelle Obama and Melania Trump by your first name versus waving your framed diploma for the world to see every time that you are mentioned. Here's the thing. I'm not trying to disrespect Jill Biden. I don't care that Jill Biden has a doctorate of education. Good for her, if that makes her happy. What I care about is her husband, Joe Biden, threatening to close charter schools, to abolish school choice, and caving to radical leftist teachers unions. That is dangerous to kids' education, and a doctorate of education like Jill Biden should know it. Which brings us to the question, where is Dr. Jill Biden speaking out against those public school policies that hurt people of color and little girls the most? Dr. Jill Biden, supposed champion of education and self-proclaimed victim of misogynistic prefix dismissal, she's silent. Joe Biden claims charter schools siphon money from the public school system, but that's false. Charter schools and school choice give low-income families and low-income girls the opportunity to succeed where public schools are failing. If the money is taken from failing public schools and given to successful charter schools, what's the problem with that? That's a good thing, helping students succeed. And Joe Biden is threatening to take that away from the thousands of girls who benefit from it. And where is Dr. Jill Biden? She's silent. Joe Biden also defers to radical leftist teachers unions on reopening schools. Even though the teachers unions have admitted that their reason for keeping schools shut down isn't science. No, no, COVID isn't a big threat to kids and schools are not a place of high transmission of the virus. So school administrators and teachers, some of whom ironically claim to teach science, are ignoring science in their effort to hold the public school system hostage to their leftist political demands. And in the meantime, of course, this nasty politicking is hurting kids. But where is Dr. Jill Biden? Again, she's silent. Again, I don't care about Jill Biden's title, and I'm not trying to disrespect her. What I care about is her husband's destructive education policies. And if Jill Biden wants people's verbal backpatting for graduating with an education doctorate, maybe she should prove that the degree wasn't as worthless as it probably is and actually stand up for kids and education and reject the radical leftist hold on public schools. But Jill Biden is silent. All righty, just leave it there, huh? Oh, look at this, will you? Meat prices up again by 8%. Maybe we ought to turn vegetarian. It'd be cheaper and healthier. Oh, well, I ain't tainin' that, because it ain't natural. Man was put on this earth to eat meat. <laughs> Who says so? Who says so? The Bible says so, Dumbbell. Where does it say that? Oh, come on, will you? I mean, look it up. Jeez, all the more liable people. They was always eating meat. As soon as they found out eating apples was wrong. <laughs> That's true on special occasions. Goats and lambs. Who the hell ever heard of sacrificing a head of lettuce? You know? <laughs>
Although all the warrants were written as no-knock to protect the officers and prevent the destruction of evidence, the police did knock. They did knock. They knocked. And they announced themselves at Brianna's apartment. The officers say so, and at least one brave neighbor broke with the community to admit he heard the police announce themselves. Well, thank you, Jesus. One honest person. The media made the... The unusual point that a dozen neighbors didn't hear the police announce themselves, (laughs) the media. In other words, it's like, therefore, the police are liars, right? Even assuming they're telling the truth, that proves a dozen neighbors didn't hear the police announce themselves. It doesn't prove that the officers didn't announce themselves. Even Brianna's boyfriend says they knocked. The boyfriend says they knocked. The guy that got wounded or got arrested. You're the bag woman for a major crack cocaine operation. Loud, there's loud banging on your door after midnight, and your reaction is, the last thing I imagined was that it could be the police. Come on, man. When I dealt drugs, and they, it just took one time that they broke the door down, and then we were always nervous about the police. Let me just say that. They only have to put those pistols in your throat one time. And then anybody, you're nervous about anybody coming to the door. All right. So. Team Brianna makes a big point of the fact. In other words, the people that are supporting Brianna, she's dead now. That the police found no drugs or money at her apartment. Yeah, that's because they didn't even look for drugs or money. The first officer through the door was shot by Brianna's boyfriend, the first officer. They shouldn't have let themselves be known, right? They didn't have to, but they did as a courtesy. And the first guy through the door, the cop was shot. Uh, And Brianna's boyfriend eventually admitted that he shot first. In other words, the police didn't shoot first. Brianna's boyfriend shot first. And the officers returned fire, hitting Brianna five times, one fatally. In the, in the aftermath of the shooting, the off- officers never executed the search warrant. It got to be such a fiasco. So they never did search for the money or the drugs. That was confirmed by police investigators to the grand jury, also by DeMar- Jamarcus, who said in jailhouse recordings, they recorded him because he's talking trash, that his money was still in the house. The $15,000 was still in the house. Police didn't steal it, didn't take it. It wasn't evidence. It wasn't Jack. It was still in the house. And the recording says it was there. It was there. Just as quotes from Jamarcus, it was there. It was there. It was there. They didn't do nothing, though. That's the the problem. He said, "Ain't none of that go go on." In other words, they didn't steal the money. Unidentified person says to Marcus, "So they didn't take none of the money." Jamarcus says, "Said that none none of that went. Then none, none of it's gone." He said homicide came straight on the scene and they went to packaging Brie and they took her and left. 
The miracle is that somehow the woman was sound asleep and they shot her standing up in the hallway. She was standing right next to her boyfriend when he was firing on the cops. If she would have stayed in bed, maybe she'd still be alive. So Jamarcus saying in the jailhouse talk says, as Jamarcus summarized what happened to Brianna in the jailhouse phone call, this is recorded. He doesn't know. He can't think through. He's, he's probably high in jail. Said that nigga did this shit at the end of the day. If I would have been in that house, Bree would be alive, bro. I didn't shoot at no police. I don't shoot at no police. Some other person said that for this. So, so anyway, this is what really happened. You know how much Brianna's family got? At this gal is a full-blown major drug dealer handling tens of thousands of dollars of fentanyl and crack money and involved in murder. Her family collected $12 million from the city of St. Louis. And then we had riots all over the country because Brianna was just sleeping in bed just like with her people, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man, we have been getting scammed. I'm just, ta- you know something? People in Vietnam, my friends in Vietnam are sharper than the average American. They said, Lou, tonight, we're texting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. What's going on over there? Tell us what's going on. We're praying for you guys, right? And, and I said, man, we're going to, we're going to have a full don't, we're going to have a full don't, uh, full, full on uh, shootout over here, dude. We're going back and forth. And he and uh, they, they said, Lou, we can't lose America. We're all praying for America, right? Because we're the last. This is it, gang. This is the if you think we're having trouble with freedom right now in California, this is the best it gets all over the world. If, if you haven't got out much, shame on you. I'm sorry. That's maybe life hasn't dealt dealt you that kind of opportunity. I get it. I'm just saying to you that this is it. People are counting on this country. It's a lot more than just you and me. The whole world is looking for this is the nation of freedom. And and they are saying to me, Lou, we're not we don't watch any of those news. I'm telling you stuff that the communists, the live people living in communists have figured out. They said, we don't listen to all those mainstream media. They said, they said, Fox is dirty. The Vietnamese are saying Fox is dirty. Fox News. Some of you are so, so I heard somebody the other day, I was speaking to the Rotary Club, and this guy that used to be the principal of Yuba City High School said he got all his information. We were talking on, on, on Zoom before the meeting. I got all, he, this is guy's probably got a master's or a doctorate. He said, I get all my information from CNN, for God's sake. China News Network. The people in Vietnam that I'm working with, they're Christian people. They got it figured out. They listed all. They said, yeah, we don't listen to CNN. We don't listen to Fox. We don't listen to all the ABC, the, you know, the alphabet soup of places, right? And then I mentioned some, a couple others, alternative deals. They said, yeah, yeah, those are good. Those are good. They're telling me what's good. <laughs> they're watching America. Are you kidding me? And some of the people over here are sleeping through the whole thing. They're sleeping through the whole thing. They go home at night and turn on CNN or some of this crap, this terrible stuff, honestly. All right. So where are we going? Let me look here. Let me look. Let me look. Uh, All right. Let's see. One, two, three. We're at the fifth segment. 
All right, here. Uh, there. Let me talk about some glitches in the vaccine. Let's see the vaccine, the vaccine coming out of Britain. The Chinese own part of that vaccine. I'm trying to. Uh, I'll. I'll maybe find the. Uh, they're using uh, lung portions of the fetus, fourteen a week. Let's see, 14. There's aborted fetus products in the the, uh, vaccine from England of a 14-week-old male fetus. There's also, I was just getting off the phone with my friend Doc Cassidy, and we were were talking about that. This vaccine is different than the typical vaccines. So when these people are speaking against this vaccine, they're not anti-vaxxers, period. These doctors are saying this vaccine is different than the vaccines that you would get for your children over the years. Like chickenpox vaccine or measles vaccine or diphtheria or whatever, okay? And this vaccine monkeys around with your immune system, and what they're saying is that it, it could compromise your immune system and cause it to flare up, shut down. That's in lay terms. I'm not a medical person. So what's happened here already, they're starting to give the vaccine. And uh, an Alaska health worker suffers one of the first serious allergic reactions. So you think, oh, Lou, they just got sick. You know, like you get the flu vaccine, you get, get a little fever. What? No, 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 no. This is a full. Uh, let me just read it to you. A healthcare worker in Alaska was hospitalized on Tuesday with a serious allergic reaction after receiving the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Right. This is reported in the New York Times, which typically I wouldn't even trust. Check this out. The person who had no known drug allergies, they, they asked me, Lou, are you allergic to anything when they operate on me? I said, no, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. No known allergies was still in the hospital on Wednesday morning under observation. According to the report, it is unknown whether they suffered from any other type of allergies. The Alaska residents reaction was reportedly similar to anaphylactic reactions now, anaphylactic reactions, you know, you get stung by a bee or you get you get a penicillin shot and boom, you don't you don't have a reaction later. You have a reaction then. In other words, so immediate, you got to you got to get in and, and get help right away. Right. You don't like have a reaction two or three days later, according to Dr. Cassidy. The Alaska residents reaction was reportedly similar to da da da. There's other British re, uh, people having problems as well. After receiving the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine last week, both of whom have recovered. Of note, they both had a history of severe allergies. This is the British ones. One, a 49-year-old woman is allergic to eggs, which Pfizer says are not in their vaccine. The other is a 40-year-old woman is allergic to several different medications. Both routinely carry EpiPens, like, you know, the EpiPens that stop an anaphylactic reaction. So after the workers in Britain fell ill, authorities were initially warned against giving the vaccines to anyone with a history of severe allergic reactions. They later clarified their concerns, changing the wording from severe allergic reactions to specify that the vaccine should not be given to anyone who has ever had an anaphylactic reaction to a food, medicine or vaccine. That type of reaction to a vaccine is very rare. So, um, 
the problem here's the interesting thing they didn't have when they when they shot it in the arm if you're going to have the typical anaphylactic reaction you would have it right then Th these came on later and um so four different trays of Pfizer BioNTech SE vaccine were pulled back from delivery to California. Hello, California. That's where I'm sitting in Alabama this week and sent back to the company because they were colder than anticipated. Uh, according to one of the leaders of Operation Warp Speed. So. They're 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 sending out the doses, folks. And some people I've seen it on video. They're just like, oh, there's some ladies down. At, at, in fact, Newsom was over just clapping and slapping people on the back. Nurses standing up, taking it, taking these vaccines. They're they're telling them they got to take them or they're going to lose their jobs. Uh, so now they're saying, you know, they're saying, hey, hey, Pfizer saying the formula needs to be stored at 70 degrees below zero. 70 degrees below zero. Come on, baby. Oh, that's Celsius. Uh, the equivalent negative 94 degrees below zero Fahrenheit. Oh, come on. <laughs> I thought, I thought I was just misreading that. These things got to be frozen, baby kept super frozen. Uh, anyway, there's some issues. But even if there are even if there was no reactions, the people that are vaccine specialists in the United States and around the world, I think there's a clip I've I've included in the show today, and maybe it's already played. Uh, that it says it's it's it it was I just took a little sliver out of it. There's like about 20 minutes of one doctor after another doctor throughout Europe saying this is a bad vaccine this is going to screw people up not just like oh it's not going to work for covid it's going to monkey with your 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 dna so in an i'm going to read this in an effort to combat big pharma corporate media and big tech censorship doctors around the world are frantically trying to warn the masses of the devastating effects of the experimental covid vaccines about to be mass injected into unsuspecting public assisted by the military around the world what could possibly motivate these doctors, nurses, scientists, and other health professionals to make such an impassioned plea? What do they have to gain by taking the time to educate the public on hidden dangers of a new class? You know what they have to gain? Losing their jobs. That's what they're going to lose, losing their reputation because the deep state is going to crush them. But they're quality people. That's what's... When you look at the video, you just look in their eyes. They're just like super duper people all over Denmark, Norway, Britain, Germany. What they have to do, what they, what do they have to gain? It asks here, they have nothing to gain and, and much to lose, including their careers and possibly even their lives. Listen, people, they're saying it right out in the public. They'll lose their lives. We just had an anti-vax gal. I told about about her last week, and I can't remember her name right now. She's from Santa Barbara, 47 or 48, and they just found her dead. And she's a big aunt. She used to work for Merck, and she exposed a lot of funky stuff with the pharmaceutical company called Merck, M-E-R-C-K. So it says they can lose their careers or even their lives. Some doctors in this city where I am are thinking, if I don't take the vaccine— I'm going to have to leave the clinic I'm working at. That's how gnarly this is getting. 
So why are they doing this? Why are these doctors and professionals being censored so much <coughs> if, they, if the new COVID vaccines are, in fact, safe and, defective and effective? What is it that the media and the government are hiding that they don't want the public to know? They're doing this because they are doctors and scientists who actually understand the real, in bold caps, science here. And who know the devastating potential consequences of those who choose to get the very toxic and dangerous vaccine. And they are trying to save as many people as possible from the carnage this vaccine is going to cause, which will include death, brain injuries, lifelong autoimmune disease, autoimmune disease. That means your immunity to all kinds of stuff is screwed up. You have an immune system that's working right now. Now you go over and get a COVID shot and it screws up your ability to fight off infection. It also will can cause infertility. If you're thinking about having, if you don't care and you want to have sex a lot and not worried about it, take the vaccine. Could cause infertility and other consequences. It says, please watch the video. So you can go, uh, it's on BitChute channel bit just like bitch b-i-t-c-h-u-t-e channel that's where i found it it's a great video and uh, it's called i think it's called doctors for truth tens of thousands of medical professionals suing and calling for an end to covid oh that's that's a different that's just looks up look up doctors hold on doctor just look up doctors around the world warn about covid just put that in at bit shoot and that I don't have the exact uh, link for you, but you'll find it. And it's just all it is is one person after another just giving testimony. Hi, I'm so and so. I'm Lou Benninger. I'm trained this way. I'm trained that way. I have this degree. I have that degree. I'm a doctor in Germany. And please don't take this. I'm warning you. Don't don't do it. Then they'll go on to another doctor. They have one doctor after another doctor after another for like 15, 20 minutes. It's unbelievable. I I didn't. I just took a clip out of it. To play it, uh, if li- listen, I I have a I can find the the link for you if you text me or uh, send me an email, and if you can't find it, shoot me that, and I will send it to you. Okay, it you will enjoy watching it. I'm just proud of these professional people that that have given a lot of their years to study, study, study to have the privilege to serve humanity this way and save lives what a what a so there's other there judy mikovitz has got an article there's some other articles connected to this bit shoot so judy mikovitz m-i-k-o-v-i-t-s and dr sherry tenpenny these two ladies are brilliant they're both brilliant on vaccines and uh virology so they wrote an article called a new covid vaccine could kill 50 million people in the u.s now, there's a uh, Dave Bryan at Church of Glad Tidings is putting together a conference starting on January 15th and 16th and 17th. I think that's Friday night. They'll probably be like seven to nine on Friday night. And then it's going to be an all day gig on Saturday and into the evening. And then Sunday, there'll be a Sunday morning deal. But I believe Dr. Judy Mikovits, who worked with Fauci and exposed him uh, in a book she wrote, 
uh, on the uh, plague of, I think it's called the plague of corruption or the corruption plague. Just put Judy Mikovits, M-I-K-O-V-I-T-S. It's a great book, the plague of corruption, or I, I have it here around the corner. I'll get it at the break and I'll double check. But they wrote an article, Sherry Tenpenny. I've listened to both of these ladies, but Mikovits, I think it's going to be in town. We're going to try to bring her here in Yuba City uh, on that conference. And she wrote this article, a new COVID vaccine could kill 50 million people in the U.S. Uh, I think that's an article as opposed to a video. Uh, But there's a number of them that are links to this video that I'm talking about that I played a clip clip of it is in the show today. So we're going to take a break here and we're going to come up with our last uh, segment of the of this episode, the 90th episode. Okay. We here at the social media headquarters have been getting a lot of fan mail about people loving censorship and wanting more of it. But just in case you're in a place of confusion about the helpfulness of our censorship policies, I'm here to help you think correctly. You see, what you may not realize is that free speech is actually pretty dangerous. It can lead to things like freedom, fair elections, and empowerment. So we've transformed how we run social media to put in place some powerful and exciting policies to provide protection for you from the dangers of free speech. So please join me here to review our updated community guidelines that you'll love to be told to follow or else. You have freedom of speech when you repeat what's in line with the narrative that we propagate. And you can rest assured that it's a narrative based on absolute truth because we're trying to play God over you. You may speak about health conditions when it's done so out of fear, dread, and panic. You may not speak about health conditions in any other light. You may speak about experimental treatments when it's done so out of excitement to get in line to be a guinea pig. You may not speak about experimental treatments when it's in any other light. You're allowed to see only what we want you to see. Right, Jack? We have very clear policies on um, the conduct we enable on the platform. Incredibly clear. And spoken like a warm, loving human, I might add. If you see information published by an enemy of the people before our censors have a chance to erase it, our fact checkers will let you know that you didn't see what you just saw. Trust us. For example, if you saw this video from Georgia of poll workers being told to leave the room, and then this suitcase filled with ballots being pulled out from under a table, our fact checkers would gladly correct this misinformation by letting you know, and I quote, Fact check. Video from Georgia does not show suitcases filled with ballots suspiciously pulled from under a table. 
poll watchers were not told to leave. As you can clearly see, you saw wrong, probably because you're mentally ill. So we corrected you and you're welcome. You'll want to understand that the leftist agenda translated from 2020 language, the socialist progressing into the communist agenda is fed to the mainstream media. And that's what you're allowed to repeat here on social media because everyone believes what they hear and then repeat and hear others repeating. So yeah, getting you to believe things that aren't believable is what we at social media are doing now. If you share ideas that are contrary to the socialist propaganda that we exclusively allow, we'll threaten to silence you by deplatforming you. Then your role is to be afraid and self-censor into enslavement of the one true narrative that we allow. Then by continuing to be on the platform, you'll think you still have a voice, when in actuality, you'll have given up your voice to stay on our platform. But if you're accidentally choosing bravery and exercising your freedoms and true voice, then we'll deplatform you. It's a bit of an ethnic cleansing of thought on our platform. While you're allowed to spread the approved messages, you're also allowed to spread misinformation about anybody who opposes the socialist agenda. When people are representing actual truth and freedom, you're allowed to interpret that as misinformation and attack them. And we encourage that. With these new and dare I say, very improved community guidelines in mind, just remember, we're here to protect you because unlike some misinformation out there says we're not here to control you we're here to protect you you can trust the social media dictators because they have human hearts and your best interest in mind right mark i i, I do not know sounds like a yes to me you already knew these things were happening in communist china russia and north korea and now you know they're happening here except they're in English. Obedience is next to godliness. And we as your gods will be happy to continue protecting you from what we tell you you're afraid of. We'll just need your continued obedience. I went to see Marcel Ledbetter the other day. His brother Claude was the only one in the community catching any fish. Folks was going and they wasn't catching nothing. Old Claude Ledbetter, he'd come in with a pickup truck loaded down. So the State Game and Fish Commission of Mississippi decided they'd go fishing with Claude, just see how he was catching them. Claude had told them, popped off, said, y'all don't know how to do it. Said, y'all ought to just go with me and watch me. Well, the game warden got up in the boat with him, and they took off out in the middle of the river. And the game warden said, all right, Claude, I'm going to see how you catching all these fish when can't nobody else catch none. Claude raised the lid on the boat seat and got a big, long stick of dynamite. <laughs> lit the fuse on it. Let it go down to kind of short and draw it back and chunked it. Boom! And them big catfish come turning their belly up whooping it out of that water, and Claude is just getting them by the tub full. Game warden said, boy, that's against the law. You can't do that. Don't you know you breaking the law? Well, Claude's done lit another big stick of dynamite. Handed it to the game warden. It going, shh. 
game warden took that stick of dynamite and said, you idiot, this is against the law, you can't do this. Claude said, you gonna sit there and argue or fish? So I think Mikevich's book is The Plague of Corruption. But if I got it slightly wrong, uh, it'll. if you look up on one of these booksellers, you can find it. It's an easy read. She's a really good writer. She wrote it with a, a guy that's an attorney. Uh, she wrote a couple books called, I think the other book's called Just the Plague. But she exposes Fauci as a complete criminal and and had and they studied they worked on the hiv antidotes uh the treatment for hiv and she said because of tony fauci uh because he wanted the credit for it and he monkeyed around and uh, got competitive with them that the as the aids as the aids epidemic was killing so many thousands and they could have used this medicine it took another year to get it out to doctors to actually treat people because of tony fauci the guy that stood again hydroxychloroquine right that now the ama after the election with biden in there said oh yeah hydrox oh what we knew we knew it was good all along man it's good stuff give it to everybody it's easy not toxic I want to read a little bit about the uh, tell you a little bit about uh, the Chinese and the Chinese communists. Now, the Chinese. In fact, I was talking to the people and they're texting back and forth in Vietnam, and they just said, "People in America don't understand the Chinese. It's gnarly." I'm telling you that the Chinese will take your organs out of you and tell your relatives uh, they'll harvest them. They'll harvest the organs. They'll have you in prison or in jail, and they will take your organs and tell tell your people that you unfortunately died of pneumonia. They, it's a big industry. You think, oh, that sounds, you know. I remember, honestly, people are so stupid in America. They're just, I, I you know, I used to say, well, you know, you just uninformed. I used to tell people when I was going to, when the email first came out, and I was smuggling bibles into communist china the i would tell people don't read don't email me while i'm in china because they will look at those emails oh lou you're just a conspiracy theorist <laughs> I used to, we used to take these and people say in churches over here i mean they're so slow 
Oh, Lou, Billy Graham spoke in China. There's freedom of religion. They can get all the Bibles they want. Honestly, I, I just, it, all this stuff just makes me tired. Oh, tired, tired, tired. Like, please, people. This question, what country could put one million religious dissidents in a gulag archipelago? In other words, camps. Destroy the semi-independence of Hong Kong. Have you ever been to Hong Kong? Oh, my God. When I first went to Hong Kong, I was so, I think, I think my mouth was open the whole time. My jaw was dropped. So beautiful, so advanced over the United States. It just made the United States look like it was on Thorazine. It, they just, it, it was way more capitalistic, way more free enterprise, way more free than even the United States, Hong Kong. What country would put one million religious dissidents in a camp, destroy semi-independence of Hong Kong, threaten any of its dissident neighbors with commercial destruction, embark on the largest imperialist and colonialist project in two centuries throughout Africa, Asia, and Europe, obliterate the culture of Tibet, militarize and with man-made atolls, the South China Sea. In other words, they built islands that where there were no islands in the South China Sea. If you don't know where that is, just look at Vietnam. Vietnam calls it the Vietnam Sea because it's, it's at Vietnam. So one hole, just like California, the right side of Cal, or the left side of California is water. The right side of Vietnam facing north is all water. And so out in that sea, the Chinese came in there and actually looked for oil in China's. They call it the South China Sea, but it's in Vietnam's waters. And they have built islands where there were no islands and now are using that to keep their military stuff there. Okay? Do surveillance from there. And uh, they nonchalantly practice institutional racism. They systematically surveil their people. When you walk down the street, they're taking cameras of you, and the people that are looking at you through the camera, it's telling them who you are because they're tracking you, right? They nonchalantly practice institutional racism and infect the planet with novel virus. Corona, COVID-19, and receive almost no official criticism from the United Nations and the governments of the European Union and the United States. They get away with all this. Now, a a report from Australia's Sky News, there's underground Chinese Christians as well as people that want democracy and they hacked into the Chinese list of 1.95 million Chinese Communist Party members. They leaked their names. And it contains the names of thousands of people who live in the United States of America. I want, listen to this, people. We've been invaded. You think, well, I, I don't see any, like, armored territory. No, they, they just moved in. Thousands, they, these, they got the names Right, the roster, the telephone book on the Chinese Communist Party, 
million names. And when they traced it down, thousands of those people are in the U.S. of A. and other Western nations, and they work for major financial institutions, medical research groups, and pharmaceutical companies, and Western governments. Now you think, oh, really? Now how do you, where do you get all this, Lou? Well, how about Eric Swalwell, who lives just down here in the Bay Area? He represents Contra Costa in Alameda County, where Oakland is. And he was banging a hot-looking Chinese gal who, who was a spy. And they financed his election. He was a lowly supervisor or something down there in Contra Costa, Alameda County. And he ran for Congress. They financed. And then they put interns, Chinese interns, in his congressional office. Do you see the media pursuing this? No, because they're okay with China invading the United States. Do you see what I'm saying? Biden's and the Obamas have no problem with China taking over the United States. Uh, Okay. Now, do you remember? Swalwell is on the East Bay. Feinstein is on the West side across the Bay in San Francisco. While Swalwell is banging this, uh, what I call Betty Beijing. Feinstein's driver for two decades was a Chinese spy. Does that make any difference? To you? I mean, she's on the high, the, the top intelligence committee in the Senate. Swalwell is on the intelligence committee in the House. Unbelievable. We just arrested a number of Chinese back in the East Coast after they arrested one of the top chemists that's now with Harvard University in the United States of America, a white guy. They arrested him for un-American activities. They, they're throwing Chinese, and they find out these Chinese students are actually part of the Chinese communist military and they're hacking into, I mean, they're all over the place. We've allowed them in here because it's easy to come here. You cannot get into China that easy and their heart. They follow you everywhere you go. When 20 years ago, when the early 1990s, I guess it's longer than 20 years ago. Now we would go into hotel rooms and we would be warned by people we work with. Do not talk about sensitive matters in the hotel rooms they're bugged the hotel rooms are bugged oh this is a conspiracy people you have no idea you have no idea you have been asleep at the switch you have no idea there are videos on i was shocked i stumbled across a youtube video and it shows with the uyghur people up in in the northern yunnan province how there are cameras all up and down the street on the, you know, in the intersections and stuff. And they are monitoring the movement of every Uyghur person, which are their Muslim people said the list of CCP commun That's a communist Chinese communist party, CCP members, including their names, party position, birthday, national ID number, and ethnicity were compiled in 2016 by Chinese dissidents who extracted the data data from Shanghai. Thank you, Jesus for that and leaked it to the Inter-Parliamentary Alliance in China. 
uh, IPAC's website says it's a group of 150. Anyway, I don't want to get onto all that. Let's get into the meat of this. So uh, anyway, it got out, and these people are scattered all over the United States and universities. They work for uh, pharmaceutical companies. The list of 1.95 million CCP members, most of whom came from China, da-da-da, details 79,000 Communist Party branches, many of them inside companies. Uh, Okay. Okay, here we go. Of the aforementioned 79,000 Communist Party branches, they may, may mean members, Boeing, Boeing, Air, our Boeing aircraft up in Washington, they have 252 employees that are from Communist China. Qualcomm Wireless Communications, 229 CCP members. Pfizer, the, the people just put out the vaccine, 69 CCP members. New York University, 71 China's these are communist party members. Not everybody, just like in this country, not everybody is a part of the House of Representatives or the Senate. In China, they have a billion people. So they just have maybe a million that are Chinese communist members. All the rest of them live in a communist country, but they're not members of the political Chinese Communist Party. Okay, here we go. The the medical company in Brit- in Britain, Great Britain, that is putting out one of the vaccines is called Astra, A-S-T-R-A, Zeneca, Z-E-N-E-C-A. Chinese are working in AstraZeneca. Chinese are working in Rolls-Royce, HSBC, which is a bank, Jaguar, Land Rover. Most alarmingly, it said the paper adds some of its members who swear a solemn oath to guard party secrets, be loyal to the party, work hard, fight for the communism through their whole life, and never betray the party are understood to have secure jobs in the British, the British consulate, <laughs> not the Chinese consulate, the British consulate. Boeing spokesman Bradley Akaburu insists the company is totally satisfied with its security. As a global company, we enforce strict security protocols, da, da 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 Check this out. As revealed in 2015, the Chinese successfully hacked 22 million records on government employees, including sensitive data on government and military employees who hold security clearances from the Office of Personnel Management. That would be the U.S. of A. And it's, it's galling to know that AstraZeneca and Pfizer, the two most prominent producers of the coronavirus vaccine, still employ 123 party loyalists despite a joint statement issued by the FBI and cybersecurity da, 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 last May revealing they were investigating the target. Honestly, people, the FBI is so dirty in this country. Uh, they, they, they may be run by the Chinese now. The media reports insist there is no evidence that any of the listed individuals are engaged in espionage. Come, uh, yeah, that, yeah. So what happened is, I don't know if you've seen clips of this. There is a, a, a video. It's a lecture in China by a guy named Di Dongxing, or Dai, D-I, Dongxing. It's a recorded lecture. He's vice dean of the School of International Relations at Renmin University. And he's boasting. The guy is boasting. He says after noting, he's, 
after noting that fixing the Trump administration has been problematic, D asked why China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues between 1992 and 2016. He then answered his own question. I'm going to throw out something maybe a little bit explosive here, he says. It's just because we have people at the very top. We have our old friends who are at the top of America's core inner circle of power influence. Now, who do you think those core friends are? Would you think that Feinstein might fit in there or Pelosi or Schumer or Bush? You remember old Bush, first Bush, was uh, the ambassador to China once upon a time. Well, things got too chummy for the Bushes over there. So there was a time that D. Dong Sheng says this nation would label such old friends as traitors. In other words, U.S. US would call them as traitors, right? As as tra- traitors truly are. But the word also as has also lost any real meaning in a nation where Joe Biden's son, Hunter, sent a 2017 email requesting keys for new office mates that include the president-elect, his wife, Jill. He wants keys to get into places from the Chinese. None of this could come out until the election was over. Now they're going to throw Biden out, put Kamala Harris in there. Uh It says it's getting even harder to distinguish between America's nation-state-hating oligarchs and their Chinese communist counterparts. Moreover, our oligarch-controlled mainstream media intends to keep it that way. The massive data file was offered to all. This measure, these are dissidents. These are anti-communist dissidents. They came up with all these inside, inside information. They offer it to the major international journalists and media organizations. What do you think happened? Nobody even took it. Nobody wanted it. What do you think that means? That means that they, they are already a part of the Chinese system. They bought in. You remember when I think it was uh, general manager, Maury of the Houston Rockets made a critical comment about, I think about, uh, incarcerating a million Uyghur residents of China and all ho- hell broke, lo- broke loose in China. And now I think Maury has now had to leave the, the Houston Rockets, but they, the basketball players themselves blew a gasket on Maury and sided with China. Like some of the top, top majority of basketball players in the NBA have tried to sided with China. They're totally on their page. It's listen, people. It's all about money and control. They'll just they just say, "Hey, uh, you 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 want to stay in that job? You want to still get this money?" Uh, then, by the way, I have other articles, but I don't have time. We're running out of time here, so uh, I'll just say to you that all the major media platforms—Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube has taken China advertisement as advertisements, millions and millions of dollars of China advertisements, as well as newspapers around the country, taking China inserts saying we're wonderful. We have a full blown propaganda campaign where these, all these media outlets want that money because it's tough 
floating a newspaper down nowadays. And they're just saying, hey, so they now say to Hollywood, all of the media, Hollywood, the, the universities, don't say anything negative about China anymore. And we'll keep the money flowing. That's the way this is working. Same way as our local politicians. If you want money from the state, you better say kind things about the state and don't be ruffling our feathers down here. We'll be cutting you off. That's what Gavin Newsom said. Everybody's saying the same thing. They're leveraging people. It's the same thing with the, the vaccine. They're not going to come to your door and hold you down on the ground, and put, put the needle in your arm. They're just going to say, well, you can't really go anywhere and, and you'll have to show a, a, a vaccine passport. And we're, you, you'll, you know, there's entry. We, it's the same way with social credit scores, just like you have financial credit scores. Eventually, we'll have social credit scores in the United States like they already have in China, and they don't allow certain people to go certain places in China unless if, if they have a negative or low social credit score, right? So if you don't take the vaccine, then you can't go here or there. Maybe you can't leave the state. You can't go here. You can't, you can't get a government job, right? You can't work at the hospital. You can't work in medical, right? Interesting. So we're running out of time, and uh, that's it for this week. And happy, happy day to you. Merry Christmas. Stand up for your rights, or just join the communist Chinese because that's where we're headed. All right. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss. Sugar to kiss.